This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hello everyone, this is the Evil Chocolate Cookie bringing you today's edition of the Jeopardy Chronicles. And before we get started, I just want to say that something most definitely happened in the past 24 plus hours. Because when I checked on our plays count last night, we were at 1,472. I just checked again and we're at 1,623, so yay! So thank all of you for tuning in and catching this. This is awesome. I hope to, I hope to see a lot more of you come by because the more of you that come by, the more people that get to have fun. I hope I hope we have fun here anyway. I have fun making these, so until I run up against a case of microphone burnout and then I don't have fun with life. But I just wanted to let you guys know that we've passed the 1600 plays mark and done it in a rather spectacular manner. But today, as I'm sure you folks will remember if you tuned in last week, is the first day of our Jeopardy Champions wildcard tournament thing. And I thought Ken would give us the rules to the tournament, but he didn't. I don't know what the rules to the tournament are. I'm not always the best on keeping up with Inside Jeopardy. Just because I'm more interested in the newsworthy items they have to give us and not in the weekly highlights because I watched those games anyway. So I'm not always the best at keeping up and I can't just skip that section. So, yeah. But what I do know is, at least in this portion of the tournament, I do believe this is going to be like an eight-week event. Something like that. Um, nine quarterfinal matches, because we've got 27 players in this first set. That's really all I know, because that's all Ken mentioned to us today. So I will give you more information on tournament rules and how things are going to play out as we go along. But without any further ado, let's meet our contestants. Today we had Dane, Emily, and Bert. And I do, I think, remember two of the three of them. The reason I say I think we had like three or four Emilys in the season 37, season 38 bracket. And I don't want to be wrong. Dane, I remember very clearly, was the guy who's got, who got his patootie kicked by Andrew He and prevented him from going on an epic streak of his own. Although, in fairness, Amy Schneider probably would have ended it anyway, even if he had managed to beat Andrew. But... Yeah. 
And that's not saying anything against Dan as a player. That's saying Amy doesn't share. When Amy's on her game, she doesn't share squat. Emily, if this is the right Emily, and I can't remember right off the top of my head. So, just bear with me. But, I do believe this is the Emily who was unfortunate enough to have to play under Dr. Oz and was always writing FedEx for her final Jeopardy response. And Dr. Oz made one worthwhile comment the entire time he was hosting. The second or third time she did that, he said, It wasn't right yesterday. It's not right today. It wasn't right for Ken Jennings. And that was literally the only worthwhile thing to come out of the guy's mouth the entire time he was hosting. Now, Bert, I didn't remember, but I found out why. Um, He was on the November 6th, 2020 episode of Jeopardy. So, and I missed that one. I don't remember what I was doing that day, but I missed it. I don't remember if if I was busy or if continuing election coverage had preempted it. But whatever it was, I missed it. So that's why I don't remember him. But all in all... These people proved why they were Jeopardy! champions today. All three of them did. And no matter what the outcome of the match is today, nobody can ever take that away from them. But I will go ahead and tell you the outcome of the match itself. Dane and Bert landed the daily doubles and had varying amounts of success with them. Um, Emily had fun out of a couple of the categories, but Dame, uh, Dane and Bert were just kind of, Dane more so at first, but Bert decided to take the initiative of, you know, making a huge comeback right at the end of the game. And so unfortunately they didn't make Emily's life very easy today. But everyone, everyone played well. No matter what the scores say. This was a comparatively low scoring game. Um, At the end of Double Jeopardy, Dane just had a little bit over $10,000. And for a Jeopardy match, that is low scoring. But it was even lower scoring after every single contestant missed Final Jeopardy. And two of the three of them, including the winner, made kind of dumb wagers. Bert lost everything. Dane lost half of his money. Emily was the only one to make a smart wager and wagered zero. Which could have worked out for her if Dane had made an even dumber wager. So that was really the value play there, I would say. It carried quite a bit of risk with it, but at least you know you weren't going to lose anything. (laughs) 
But Dane ended up winning this particular match and will I assume be going on to whatever format the semifinals hold. Because Ken didn't tell us, as I said earlier. But yeah, these three... These three are examples of Jeopardy! champions who just didn't get... To, you know, really, really, really play... I'm sure as much as they wanted to. But they did get the title of Jeopardy! champion, and that will stick with them. So it's awesome to see some of them getting to come back. And with the exception of Bert, at least in today's game. Well, no, no, that was my bad. Dane played in season 38, not 37, and Ken was hosting. But Emily, bless her little heart, got stuck in the guest hosting mess. If this is the right Emily, like I said, we had two or three or four, or four million, or something. So, Bert had, you know, the whole, we didn't know it at the time, but, I think, I think maybe Bert just had a bad run-in with a category or something like that, because I missed his episode. I didn't get to see it. Uh, Dane had the misfortune of running into Andrew, and poor Emily, bless her little heart, like I said, she's what I'm thinking of, got stuck playing with a guest host. So each of these players have had some kind of factor that prematurely cut off what could have otherwise been impressive streaks. And no, I'm not saying playing with a guest host is necessarily a bad thing. Because look, I mean, look what Matamodio did. I think it was the guest host Emily ended up with that kind of screwed her over. Because, like I said, Saturday night, he didn't care. He just didn't at all. Like I said, too, assuming this is the right Emily, because it might not be. So take everything I say about that particular contestant with a grain of salt because we had we had several and I just don't remember which one's which. But on that note, I'm going to stop blathering and I'm going to sign this off now. And if you're wondering what happened to the flashbacks, I'm honestly debating continuing the series, not because I'm tired of them, but just because of what's missing. There I looked at it again, and there's a good, I would say, two-thirds of the end of the streak missing, and I just don't know if it's worth covering what we've got left, because we're missing so much information. So that's the update on those, and for real this time, I'm headed out, I'm signing this off for the day, so I just want to say goodnight, thank you for tuning in, and as Alex would say, so long everybody. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast in Evil Chocolate Cookie production. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast in Evil Chocolate Cookie production.